0: Hello, I'm Thomas, and this is the KAANP, the Knoxville Area Artist Networking Platform. And here we talk to artists about themselves, the art they make, and where they make it, kinda. So yeah, stick around, give us a listen, enjoy the show. We've managed to uh, find ourselves here chatting on a podcast. So, I'm how are you, Ethan? I'm
1: doing good. Only really minor technical
0: difficulties. Yeah, minor. We'll we'll figure our stuff out as I, as I adjust my microphone mine,
1: here. Mine wasn't working, which is probably actually for the best. Oh, uh, no. The best podcast you ever have oh. it be you talking and like we can't. We, nobody wanted to hear him anyway. Oh, that's giving me
0: far too much credit. Nobody wants to hear me talk. <laughs> or or at least ha- at least more than half the time, <laughs> <laughs> because you know how it works. So uh, how's how's uh, being a Knoxville creative person treating you lately, man?
1: Not bad. Um, I probably because I don't have to do anything creative for a living, which is wonderful. I can sit in my basement with my pens and a pad of paper and draw to my heart's content. Or not. And you have. And my, <laughs> and my, my income does not depend on that.
0: Yeah, no professional style of expectations.
1: None, none whatsoever, and that's, that's very freeing.
0: yeah i I can say i'm in that position as well so art's not the day job no what is is there a day job at the moment
1: there's a day job i just i work at a big manufacturing plant as an engineer doing packaging it's more interesting than it sounds but it's a lot of logistic stuff like making sure the right people have the right boxes and our customers are happy with what they're getting It pays the bills. It's don't worry about it. My day job (laughs)
0: boxes. Uh, Yeah, that I mean, my my day job allows me a certain degree of creative freedom in my in my free time as well. So that's nice. Uh, What kind of art do you find yourself making?
1: It has been mostly pen and ink, but anything that's grayscale on paper. I don't do you know sculpture or metal work or anything like that. It's taking a pen or a chunk of charcoal and scratching on a piece of compressed cellulose. Yeah, fair enough. It's simple, it's inexpensive, it's (laughs) within my capabilities, I suppose.
0: All right, so has it always been the ink and paper or charcoal and paper? Have you used any other mediums in the past or want to explore any in the future?
1: I have, but that was mostly limited to high school art class. You know, we get in there and it's everything. It's drawing with pencil, drawing with pen, Painting, sculpture, you know, clay on the potter's wheel—just it, they throw everything at you, and it's a lot of fun. But you don't have enough time to really get good at anything, especially if you're someone like me who has pretty well zero talent at anything. It's <laughs> much, um, I can learn stuff, but as far as one of those kids where it's like, "Here, you know, are you good at this immediately?" And there's kids that are like, "Yep, I'm good at this immediately."
0: How did your pottery experience go now that you've mentioned that? I'm really kind of curious. It was a lot of fun. And <laughs> if you remind
1: me, I'll take pictures of what I've still got sitting at my house. Oh, yeah. That, I it was a lot of fun. And I won't say I, I definitely wasn't great at it, but I was a lot better than some of the other people in the class.
0: Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I definitely want to see that. So uh, you have social media outlets, correct? We can. Link up with those real quick. What is, What's your artistic output, social media name, if you have one?
1: Have the Instagram is the best one. It's ebodraws on Instagram, e-b-o dot draws. And I've got other ones, too. Like, occasionally I'll post to Twitter and Flickr, but everything goes to Instagram first. So that's the best way to see all <laughs> the nonsense that I spit out. And,
0: and that's <laughs> the nonsense you spit out. Yes. Generally, all the, the paper and ink and charcoal drawings.
1: Yes, that nonsense.
0: <laughs> do you <laughs> do you have uh have any uh specific mediums you wanna play with in the future?
1: I've been a little bit tempted well everything I've done so far has pretty well just been grayscale, you know, charcoal ink, India ink, graphite, whatever. So it's gonna be black or gray. Maybe a little white pen or white um the word I'm looking for, it's not charcoal, um, pastel here and there, just to add a highlight. So again, there's no hardly any color, so I've either been thinking, like, I want to try something with a little bit of color, but that sounds like, God, just a whole lot of shit to buy, <laughs> or just for fun, I'll stick with the, the same color palette, but try it with say acrylic paint. So not a huge leap, but different than what I've been doing for the last few years. It's I good. Haven't, I haven't painted since high school. <laughs> it was the last time I painted. It was terrible.
0: <laughs> do you remember what you
1: painted? Whatever they told us to. <laughs> it was just, it was like <laughs> whatever they told it was, us. It was it was whatever kind of nonsense of like oh just you have to do something but you have to use this color scheme with um, what is it complementary colors so yeah you have to do mm-hmm. it with complementary colors go yeah, can you do whatever you want but must have complementary. Here's colors.
0: here's your rigid criteria yeah, expand yeah. from this.
1: Yes. Yeah, so Set some boundaries. Be creative within those boundaries. Go. Uh,
0: I mean, at least those are good instructions.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, there's... That's... I don't know. That's it as far as the flat stuff. There is actually just... While we're riffing on this, my dad has been essentially a blacksmith for 40 years. And he's nearly retired. Like, he works one day a week, but... He doesn't do as much of the swinging of a hammer as he used to. Mm. He just does little stuff. And I say blacksmith, but he's a farrier, so he looks after horse's feet. But there's a lot of blacksmithing work involved. So he's got hammers and an anvil and a forge, and he doesn't use it anymore. He said, son, do you want this? Hell yeah, dad. I know (laughs) just the spot in the garage. Yeah, I would definitely take that opportunity. I'm going to eventually, probably in the next few months, get around to getting that Ludicrously heavy equipment hauled over and set up in my garage, and I'm gonna see what I can do with it from there. But that's that's still in the realm of possibility. I haven't actually done any of it at all. But that's what I wanted to do. Yeah, that's 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 exactly that's what
0: I that's what I want to know. Yeah, Uh, forging and and all that would be a good time. I certainly want to try it.
1: Man, as soon as I figure out how to again, assuming I get all of this and don't keel over in the (laughs) <laughs> come over and we'll crank up that forge and we'll, we'll beat some steel yes yeah, some metal and I'll I don't know, I don't even know what I want to make making knives seems a little ambitious right from the jump because I've seen people do it and it's a lot of work so it's probably going to be like, I don't know a coat hanger or something <laughs> like that to start with
0: a forged and hammered out coat hanger that, mm-hmm. try it
1: my current coat hangers are, uh, are railroad spikes <laughs> well there you go, it's that. right
0: up the alley you might be able to use those railroad spikes to make your new that's coat true, hangers. that's true <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely a, a medium I want to get into, but there's definitely a a, a capital investment that
1: is a, a very unique one. Yeah, and if you get into it, and you decide like, "Wow, this sucks." Um, damn, good yeah, luck. Yeah, 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 you got a $10,000 worth of equipment. You got to figure
0: out either how to do it super cheap, hobbyist level, mm-hmm. and not like lose your ass, or just be
1: okay with losing your ass yeah, with having good materials. Some people have got that kind of money laying around and most of us don't. So, I'm going to jump on the the, the opportunity that's been dropped in my lap and say, "Heck, yeah, dad, bring your handle over and <laughs> show me how to do it and not blow up the garage." Yeah,
0: right. Uh I <laughs> I'm jealous. Good job.
1: Don't you don't worry. <laughs> you, you, come over, you come over
0: and swing a ha- swing a hammer. Um I'm going to crack another beer cuz I'm nervous. That's fine. So so tell us about what uh what your style is cuz I I could I say dark like whimsy, fantastical, but what would you call it? You nailed it? No, nah. <laughs> that's what I'd
1: call it too. Um, gosh i don't I don't I don't even know how to describe it. It's just kind of where I feel like going um boy I'm really just I'm, I'm struggling again it, it because of the medium that I choose to use it's all like it's all grayscale, so it lends itself stuff to slinging down a lot of black. so there's a lot mm-hmm. of you know little figures walking through caves. Walking through forests, or you know, trying to get somewhere.
0: There is a lot of intended travel in your work. Like there's a lot of people going places, or, you know, arri- arriving places. Mm-hmm. There, there's a lot of that. A <laughs> lot, a lot of journeymen in your work. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I had a friend try and, um, try and psychoanalyze my my some of my drawings once, cause again, I I mentioned this just a second ago. It's a little motif I like. It's just a. Cloaked figure and a dog going, you know, who knows where, and it's fun to explore that. But my friend, you know, our our mutual friend Ben was the one who pointed this out that the little guy is always going into the darkness, he's going into the cave, oh, definitely into Uh, the the never, never away from the thing, yeah, never like into he's never going into the light or at least out of the darkness. And I was like, huh. I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> Clearly <laughs> it's, it says enough that he pointed it out. I did do a couple drawings just for him where little guy was going into the lighted doorway of an otherwise very ominous looking castle. <laughs> 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 that was just that was just for Ben.
0: Yeah, a one off. No, you ought to challenge yourself if you fill up for a challenge and, and draw somebody walking away from that dark shit just I, for shits and giggles. I'm
1: probably going <laughs> to do that. It's something that <laughs> has been on my mind a little bit just because I didn't realize I had this exact same theme over and over and over again. I thought I just had similar themes over, <laughs> and, over and over again. <laughs> well, I mean, the the piece of
0: yours that I have hanging on the wall over there, and sorry, everybody, it's a nice day outside. My windows are open, so you might hear some vehicles pass by. Don't freak out, please. Uh, we are safe and inside. Right. Um, even though we could be recording this on the back porch if I trust it wouldn't rain, but I don't. Thank you, East Tennessee weather.
1: East Tennessee in the spring.
0: Are. <laughs> oh, boy. But uh, it's it's the guy and his dog walking into a big giant mushroom forest. And even though that may be dark and whimsy, I don't feel too negative about it because, you know what, I like giant mushroom forests, and that's very positively positively whimsical in my opinion.
1: I mean, good things happen on journeys. It's not all... Yeah.
0: But I do want to slay a dragon.
1: I'll work on that. (laughs) (laughs) I actually have one somewhere. I don't know where it's at. I'll send it to you. (laughs) Oh, please. I want to see this dragon. (laughs) It's terrible, but I'll send
0: it to you anyway. I've seen plenty of terrible things in my life. Uh, A poorly drawn dragon will, I'm sure, uh, delight me. Glorious. So, uh, do you have any. Major influences that have pushed your artistic output to this direction? Or is this just kinda what has fallen out of your fingertips? As far as
1: the way I started started doing stuff, which was just like I quite literally found well let me I don't know, let me back up a little bit. It's just we're sitting here chatting, I can start a little earlier. Like a l- probably like a lot of people, I've always enjoyed drawing and doodling and things like that, but I've always been just Terrible at it, and I—I I don't know. I'm, I'm going to blame college for this because I was just so busy. It just kind of beat all the creative energy out of me. Another feeling, yeah, it, yeah. It just crushed my soul, and so any desire for artistic expression went away. Uh, sometime after that, I quite literally found a nice sketch. A Pigma Micron. I guess my wife had bought it and thrown it in the five-gallon bucket of just pins and sharpies and highlighters that she'd accumulated over the years.
0: And I found that, and I had a,
1: li- a little blank notebook that I actually brought with me here just for show and tell. And I was like, you know what? To hell with it. I'm go- I am going to start sitting down, just drawing whatever I feel like in this little notebook. And I'd seen a picture of this kind of. I don't know, how did you describe this cityscape?
0: I. I it's I said you couldn't really nail it down to any specific time period when I was looking at it earlier. It almost looks medieval, but it does, but almost modern because city skyline, the way you have the windows mm-hmm. and the negative space, you know, s- sorted. It it looks very ambiguous as far as a time period goes.
1: It, it, yeah, right. It kind of does, and it's just a, an odd silhouetted cityscape. And I, thought, I saw a picture of something like this, and I thought, you know what, I could I could do that. I thought, well, I could. I want to do mountains the same way. So here's the the next page of this little book that the listeners can't see yeah
0: there's some mountains
1: and i'm like well, let me try and draw on a tree here all right there's a tree and it just goes and it just went from there and i was like this is kind of fun i'm gonna keep doing this and you know whatever Where are we at, now five years later yeah. i got a rubbermaid tote full of sketchbooks <laughs> <laughs> an instagram account with 12 followers where i post my nonsense on the internet and i'm having a good time
0: <laughs> yeah it's great uh i feel like having a specific outlet for it you know, whether it be like you use Flickr and Twitter and Instagram, whatever. I feel like having somewhere to channel that energy after it's done being expressed is healthy because it gives it somewhere to go.
1: Exactly. I mean, like, people can can look at it or not, but it's at least it's out there. It's not yeah. sitting in a notebook where, you know, one of these days I'm going to kick the bucket and people are going to have to deal with all the crap that I've left behind, and they're going to be like, God, what, why is this box so heavy? Good God. They're like, well, looks like granddad liked to draw a lot. What are all these <laughs> bullshit scribbles?
0: <laughs>
1: and they're like, what do we do with this? I don't know. Just throw it in the burn pile <laughs> and that'll be the end of it. So at least we'll, we'll
0: use it for fire. We'll use it for the fireplace. Yeah,
1: I mean, there's, I'd much rather that than it go into the trash. Like, yes, just burn it. Sacrifice it to the gods. <laughs> um, so yeah, to what you were saying earlier. Yeah, I put it on a few different internet platforms. And there it is. Whatever. People can look or not. It's up to them. Fair enough. And I don't have anything for sale. I don't I don't I mentioned this earlier, I don't do this for a living. So I'm not trying to push it on anybody. Right. <laughs> it kinda takes the pressure off too.
0: It that does take a lot of the pressure off. And that's that's something I sort of talked about with John yesterday. You know, like uh, not all artists are the best salesmen or marketers or businessmen in general. They're just really good at doing what they do, and th- those facets of their personality aren't always the most polished.
1: Mm-hmm. It's like the people that, uh, the same kind of thing, you always hear the stories about the people that are, maybe they're artists or they're craftsmen, or they, they've really got a skill, and they're really good at it, and so they decide to start, they're, they're working for somebody, and they decide, oh, I'm going to start my own business, and you, there's so many stories of people, yeah. like it just goes to shit in a hurry, because people are really good at doing whatever, to cars, you know, fixing cars, making them hot rods, but by God, they have no idea how to keep the books of the people that are paying them to fix yeah, up Yeah, exactly, hot rods.
0: exactly. And That that can get you in trouble <laughs> if you don't know how to keep the books. Yeah, I hear the government doesn't like that. No, well, they don't do a good job with theirs anyway, so. No, they don't do a good job. But they <laughs> <laughs> just pretend
1: it didn't happen. <laughs> like, No, 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 everything's fine.
0: Yep. Look the other way, please. Yeah,
1: look. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Look, a terrorist!
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: no, that's polit- political talk. Let's move away from that.
0: <laughs> but uh, so no no like influences to name drop there, in your visual styles. There,
1: there are. Yeah, you have to get back to your original question, I actually wrote them down because I knew you were going to ask that. Yeah, cool. I knew I would completely draw a blank as soon as you brought it up. I have found myself really liking a lot of Polish artists. I don't know what it is, if it's – something in the water, or if it's just the fact that, damn, the Poles have seen some shit over the last few yeah. hundred years, that it really comes out in the art. Um but There's one guy, d- I'll start at the bottom of the list and work my way to the, the top. Um, Marius Lewandowski is a Polish painter, great stuff. That one's like actual direct influence. Like Some of it I look at and think, like, dang, I could do something kind of like that. I could do, th- you know, it'll his work is in color. Mine will be in not in color, but I could do something kind of like that. Um, Zer- Darius is a Wadsky. Good luck spelling it, if anybody tries to look that up. That's a good one. Not a. I mostly just like the, the feel of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, though, is a guy named Beksinski. His first name starts with a Z. I have absolutely no idea how to pronounce <laughs> it, but fairly popular guy. Beksinski is his last name, and... To go back to what we were talking about earlier with my little wanderer and his dog, let me ask the journeys that that guy goes on. I can attribute that directly to Beksensky. There's the there's the painting right there.
0: That is a cloaked figure, and it's very ominous-looking dog. Yeah,
1: that's out that's out going somewhere. He's got the – this is more of a walking stick and less of a staff, but there's a really – Creepy-looking tower in the background. I can't tell if that's an eclipse or if it's a volcano erupting, but it, wherever this is, I don't want to be there. Yeah, and yeah, it's that's fair. And that's pretty well all of Beksinsky's it, paintings. It's pretty creepy-looking. Yeah, there's a, another one I'm going to show. This is a guy, another Beksinsky painting. It's a very tiny figure kind of in the middle of the painting walking through a canyon of these gigantic, creepy-looking statues that are very threatening-looking. That's the kind of stuff I love. And I can't give titles because most of these works are, are untitled. But they're of among they're, his they're popular like shrouded skeleton figures. So uh-huh. That's so cool. Yeah. And that's a that kind of stuff is directly an influence in the sense of, like, here's this figure who's going somewhere, and that, doesn't, that looks like a place I don't want to be.
0: Oh, yeah. That that was creepy as hell. <laughs> to put it bluntly, that's creepy as hell. It was, it was
1: super <laughs> creepy. And then there's the feel of it. Here, here's one more painting. It's a bunch of, looking down on a bunch of. They're not really. They're like rock pillars, and they're of unknown height because they just disappear in the mist. And each one has a fire on top, and a bunch of creepy little humanoids huddled around a fire. And you look at that and you think like, I I don't want to be there. Don't don't ever take me to a place like that. That looks like some version of hell. Yeah. That uh, yeah. That uh, that's a very polarizing image for sure. I have no idea why I like stuff like that but I work like that <laughs> um, things from anything, anything that Hieronymus Bosch ever painted mm. I love it it's just any of it I don't know why I like the creepy macabre weird devils just like buggering some poor tortured <laughs> soul with a pitchfork I'm like I, I don't I don't know what's going on here I don't know what was going on in the mind of the person that painted this in the 16th century but I would Love to talk to them.
0: <laughs> That's like a lot of uh, Renaissance era paintings and stuff like that have all the the depictions of hell and all and all the ridiculous depictions of things that happen in hell. Oh yeah, people <laughs> like running,
1: getting squeezed between two rollers and burnt over fire and boiled in a pot. I s- I swear to God, I had a good childhood. My parents <laughs> loved me. I was never abused. I never saw any tragedy like had a few teachers who were kind of mean. That was about the worst of it and for some reason I love the darkest most macabre art you've ever seen.
0: Here you are talking to me about how jacked up you are. <laughs> now, I mean I, I really enjoy a lot of macabre stuff as well but uh I also enjoy you know, all kinds of other like ridiculous things to that extreme and I I tend to go more like you know psychedelic in my artwork, mm-hmm. but uh, macabre, mysterious, and dark doesn't often find itself into my artwork. But if those are your influences, I totally understand how this happens. <laughs>
1: <laughs> those are, I would say those are my influence as far as the the oftentimes the feel of what I'm trying to put out there. But it, I didn't mean to imply that that's all that I enjoy because I like, right you flop down like an early you know, M.C. like some of his prints or um, I've really been looking at a lot of Van Gogh's lately but Van Gogh's sketches so not the the impressionist that you see with the real course mm. brush strokes which are fabulous I love that stuff but just the sketches where he had a a, a pencil a lot of that stuff I've been kind of getting into because it's not the real famous work, but it's beautiful
0: Yeah it's equally enjoyable and,
1: and, and, and anything else all name drop all of them. All the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, yeah, all <laughs> the Ninja Turtles. All the, I love all the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Very good painters for being, you know. They they,
0: they did good for having four fingers. Mm-hmm. They did really really good. <laughs> oh goodness. Uh, all right. So do you have any influences that you have personally, but don't really come through in your work? You know that aren't immediately visually recognizable things.
1: And like there n- I don't know, there's anything like that in the 16th century. He just comes out of nowhere. And anyway, um, gosh, I'm trying to think. The back, be- I, I back going back to Beksinski, There's a few elements of his that I try to convey a little bit, even you know, just with using a pen. He was a, a painter, and they tend to be very colorful too. And conveys a, w- a world that is just absolutely beyond anything I could ever imagine myself ever being capable <laughs> of. If I worked at this all day, every day for the rest of my life, so I have no aspirations of directly emulating his work. That's that's beyond me. <laughs> but there are elements that I, I try to bring to it. Gosh, I don't know. I, don't, I can't even think. I'm drawing a complete blank. <laughs> <I wish you laughs> that's all right. <laughs> like, uh, Van Gogh earlier, but to the impressionist side, I've played around with just using a brush pen and doing like the real coarse strokes to make a tree and a hill and a church and pick whichever of his famous paintings you want.
0: I saw a really good representation of some of his artwork on a fridge for a Disney tour once, and uh, I'll have to tell you all about that off mic. (laughs) 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 But, uh uh, do you have a uh, a workflow? Let's talk about workflow. Do you have any set routine or headspace you like to get into when you're drawing or trying to have uh, some sort of creative time? Oh my gosh, One
1: thing I really, I really like to do, and I don't do this nearly as often as I used to, cause I just, mostly because I'm pretty well cut out a of most of the booze, but occasionally if there's a, a bottle of wine left after a few people have come over for dinner, I will go down into my my basement where i've got a little a little room it's mostly just storage for christmas decorations but i've got a spot set up to draw and i will get on whatever music platform youtube spotify whatever crank up some tunes that <laughs> i want to hear i particularly like youtube cuz you can't switch to other apps while you're playing music yeah cuz it'll shut the music off and then when you come back to youtube it'll start playing again
0: and I'm that like just ruins it for you, so you don't go anywhere.
1: And then I kind of do that on purpose because I'm like, no, no. If I want to keep jamming out and li- you know, listen to this good music and drawing, I can't. I can't. Oh, I'm gonna go you know, check this message that somebody right. sent me. It's like, no, I got to stick to this. So that's part of it. YouTube, crank the tunes. A little bit of wine doesn't hurt, but it's not necessary. And I'll, I'll sit down there and just go to town and draw whatever the hell I feel like. Maybe I saw something earlier that day where I think, damn, that's. That's cool. I want. I can do something like that. I can. I'm gonna give my own take on this thing that I saw earlier.
0: Yeah, today. And
1: just go to town, and that that'll put me in a real good headspace.
0: Do you uh do you find it easy for yourself to get into that headspace in that routine?
1: It takes a little bit of effort for me because it's I can sometimes distract. For me, it's work. I enjoy it, but yeah. it's work, and there's a little bit of a, a barrier I gotta break over to where. Excuse me. Once I get going, I can keep going. But sometimes it's like, God, I kind of want to. You know, that I saw this picture, and I kind of want to do something like it. And I don't know how I'm gonna do it. And damn it, and I'm doing a little. I'm gonna do a little pencil sketch first and try and figure it out. And, and then yeah I, just, I know and the I, feeling the real thing is like you just fucking do it just do it You screw it up who cares on <laughs> the next page paper's cheap do another one yeah quit putzing around and planning and thinking about it and just get after it <laughs> and make something happen and if it turns out dog shit so what my livelihood doesn't depend on it
0: mm-hmm. uh, it's <laughs> it's a really <coughs> liberating moment when you look at something in a project and you go oh that doesn't fucking matter (laughs) yeah i i got some uh runs of paint on my on the barrel i'm working on right now and and i was like oh no runs uh paint i i should have you know put less on the brush blah 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 runs they're terrible you don't want them but now i was like wait a minute i don't give a shit i don't (laughs) it was like i don't give a shit i really don't and all of a sudden that weight of worry and guilt was off my shoulders i was just like yes I don't have to care about
1: that and right exactly. now. And sometimes something like that looks really cool, and you're like, man, what if I do this on purpose? Mm-hmm. I did a drawing like that once. I was doing it with a, I think it was just India ink, and I just put too much ink on the brush, and the table I draw on is slanted, so it ran right down the page. Uh, my initial thought was, fuck!
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And then it was, well, that looks kind of cool. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I can totally do this on purpose. And so I just added a few more runs in it. And it looked like I intended to do it, and I totally didn't. And Perfect. Okay.
0: There you go. Mm-hmm. Win-win. It's great yeah. when that works out. I f- Do- <laughs> I usually forget that my drawing table can can incline, <laughs> and I use it flat most of the time.
1: So you crane over it and you wonder after two hours why in the hell you're. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Bad. When I could just
0: like sit comfortably in my chair and slightly lean forward, can like,
1: go me. Yeah, I, got th- I paid whatever, thirty bucks for a little like doofus. Sit on top of my desk. Slanty table thing. Yeah. Oh man, boy, it's just done wonders for my neck and posture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A couple hours of you know, drinking wine and listening to music on YouTube.
0: <laughs> so is that is that an essential tool for your workflow? Do you have any essential tools for your workflow?
1: No, no, that's not it. That's just that's where I'm really having fun. If I do something like that, crank up the music, couple glasses, couple glasses of beer, get into it, and it's it's fun, and I'm in a rhythm. But I can sit down and my
0: sit down in my living
1: room, my wife's watching some British period piece on TV, and I'm sitting on the couch with my sketch pad, just utterly uninterested in what she's watching, <laughs> and I can sit there, and sometimes, that turns into something, where I'm like, well, I'll be damned. Look at that. <laughs> look at I that. Look at, look, I did that. I did that. I did that. <laughs> that right there.
0: Sitting here on the couch, look.
1: My one hand was petting my dog, the other hand was drawing, <laughs> occasionally I had to get up, because she wanted another glass of water, yep. and that's okay, too. But just to continue with, like, to go door with door number three, with what puts me in a headspace in the right word, but puts me under enough pressure to where, by God, I'm going to finish this. Is I've got a friend who's a musician, and it's a it's Ira Howard on YouTube. If anybody's interested, he is an absolutely master musician, and a friend. And he sent me a message one day and said, "Hey, man." like the work that you do, have you ever done a time lapse drawing? And I, no, I've never done a time lapse drawing. And he said, would would you, would you, yeah, I'm sorry, I've got to adjust my mic here, folks. Um, would you do one? Like, he sent me a song, like to one of the songs that he'd done. I'd, I'd like to set one to music. Yeah. I was like, sh- sure, man, you bet. And so I sat down and I started, after much, about around with my phone and trying to get the trying to get the lighting right and everything else I hit the record button and damn like it's like okay I've, I, I can't pause it while it's doing the time lapse yeah. thing on the, the recording on my phone so I just had to sit there and draw my little heart out for like 45 minutes <laughs> and by god I had to finish something or I had to start over Yeah. so yeah. that was kind of fun too because it was again it was low pressure I don't have to sell this I'm not if it turns out to be dog shit i'll just hit the delete button and i wasted 45 minutes so what oh no but there was a little bit <laughs> but there was a little bit of like all right man you better you better get after this and you better do it and that was kind of that was fun and I, it was freeing in the sense of just fucking do it <laughs> Just do it. Just draw. Just keep working. The camera's recording you. Any long pauses are going to be super obvious. Keep working. Mm-hmm. And so, my God, I had to sit there and figure it out and like rack my brain. i like, and oh, God, oh, God. And never perspe- really stop moving. Yeah, n- the perspective is a little funky. Like, I thought I'd figure this out. Oh, God, I can't wait anymore. Ah, oh, here we go. And yeah. it turned out kind of okay. <laughs> and,
0: and now he's going to take it and put it all together and set it to music.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Nice.
0: Very nice. Uh, i time lapses are fun. I really enjoy them, but I've never had that kind of pressure on me for a time lapse.
1: I probably made more of it than there really was, because I, I get I get nervous.
0: I mean, I don't know. Sometimes just knowing there's a camera is, well, <laughs> it can't was, be enough. That
1: was, en- that was enough, because it wasn't as if anyone was actually watching me right there, yeah. or that it was going to, you know, be the finished product immediately, and I didn't have a choice about it i could have just deleted it and been like eh, i'll do another one so so we talked just ab- knowing the camera was there was enough to me to be like oh no oh god
0: so we talked about this a little earlier but i wanted to touch on it again for the listeners but how uh since you don't have a professional time-lapse camera holding rig tell, it, tell please tell me again how you set this thing up
1: oh god. <laughs> so I do, i've done two two of these time-lapse videos for my my friend one was My camera sitting, it was like a, kind of like a, essentially like an end table that would sit beside your bed. And there was, I think, five or six cans of deck sealer on top of it. And my phone was on top of it. I had some kind of little, I don't even remember what kind of clamp I had it in. (laughs) So that was the first one. And the second one I wanted looking straight down on the paper I was drawing. So pretty well like at my eye level, my point of view. And I think that was my phone was in a quick clamp quick clamp like the back end of it was held by a vice grip the vice grip was in a hobby a hobby vice like a table mount vice and there was a bag of ammo sitting on the vice to weight it down because this long arm was sticking out and it was too cantilevered to support its own weight that was the closest thing i had to to hold it down i was like well there's a bunch of bullets in that bullets are kind of (laughs) heavy as long as i don't bump it it's not going to tip over and it
0: worked out just fine? It
1: worked out just fine. As oh long as boy. I didn't bump it with my forehead, because then it came crashing down on my sketch pad. Did you do that once? Almost. Oh. I caught it. <laughs> Thankfully, I wasn't recording. It was just during a test. Like, is this going to work? Very nice. <laughs> like, all right, cool. The bill, Like, just tapping it with the bill of your hat is enough to send it tumbling. Don't do that.
0: Oh, that's how you got to turn that shit around, backwards. And I did. I learned that i boy.
1: I'm, I'm pulling one of these with the hat backwards.
0: Um... <laughs> My camera rig setup is half of a 3D printing filament box and a couple of feet of string. <laughs> <laughs> and it's suspended from the ceiling.
1: Whatever it takes is li- I mean the camera doesn't see that. Does it work? Oh no, no, it works great. If the answer is yes, then it's a good setup. Yeah,
0: yeah, the the setup, the rig itself is invisible to the camera, which is perfect. <laughs> uh but it is super simple and adjustable, and all these things, and it really just cracks me up.
1: Probably very economical too, if I have <laughs> i
0: guess. Dollars, man! It costs and dollars. Yeah,
1: uh, and everything I had in my setup was just laying around the house. <laughs> I had, I had all of it. I was just looking around like, oh, I got this quick clamp. Okay, cool. We can use that. I got a hobby vise. All right, cool. Will it hold the hobby vise? Yes. All right.
0: <laughs> yeah, all the, uh, all the reclaimed materials for this particular thing. It's, it's a thing of beauty in it, in its simplicity. <laughs> It works so well. <laughs> I forget to use it all the time. <laughs> I really should utilize it more because you I totally. I know. I, I get. I know.
1: Enthralled watching your your three D, uh, watching Thomas's three uh, D printer run and make whatever it's going to be. It's just mesmerizing and a nice way. To <laughs> a nice way to unwind at the end of an evening. I'm Man, like, filming three D prints is
0: ridiculous. I've seen some people go way out of their way with time lapse setups to where they time the time lapse with the layer time so they only take the picture when the layer is complete and they're tuned like with the g-code of the print and all this stuff
1: that would that'd be kind of cool because you don't seem like the the so you don't you don't
0: see them mm -mm, you don't see none of that you just see that thing growing you see the machine not move but you know raise the the axis arm
1: i appreciate oh the effort. it is it's so nice i pre. No, I appreciate the effort but also that's not what it looks like when it's actually true and it's true thing. it doesn't so there's no issue if i were to when i when i watch yours and you can see that little head just zipping around laying down material <sighs> and that's okay because that's what it does yeah it's it totally okay magic it's weighed into existence but you that's don't, you but don't, don't just uh, magically get siga- you know uh, Lighter holders that say "cunt" on them. You're out of nowhere. You're exactly right. Uh, it's. I must say, I I really appreciate, <laughs> it, by the way, when it's when it's re- when there's a something with profanity on it, that took a lot of effort. I love it if it's some kid on like a, a like a, an interstate overpass with a can of spray paint. Grow up, dude. Get you know write naughty words on there. Like get the hell out of here. When it's someone you had to design a whole program. To make a a thick ladder holder that says "fuck" on it, I appreciate the shit out of that.
0: Yeah, it was it was a good time <laughs> and t- terribly frustrating, but I got it, I got
1: it. You nailed it, and I used that ladder to light <laughs> all the candles in my house. <laughs>
0: thank you, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, that, that I I've seen people go to some very distant lengths to. Uh, Make a very nice video recording of time-lapse 3D printer shenanigans, and I and I really do appreciate them for it. I just understand that I'll probably never do that myself. <laughs> you
1: have better things to do, like making glow-in-the-dark fucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> making I, flying
0: fucks, flying fucks. They just kind of <laughs> levitate in the dark, and it's great. Um, they're right. they're so terribly entertaining. Uh, I really really enjoy the fact that they they. uh have the potential for such entertaining conversation because the thing itself is the word that you really shouldn't be saying at all. It's it's so good. Uh, it just it just makes good conversation. You know, like hey, there's you got some shit on your wall. I know. Don't you like it? Like, <laughs> it it, glows, it glows, glows in the, the dark. Shit on
1: My wall glows in the dark.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: You want to see a glow in the dark cunt too?
0: <laughs> yeah. See, and it's just it's there, and it's. It just makes funny situations, and I can't help it if you don't like it. But you know, people that find it funny are the people that I like to talk to. So yeah, you know,
1: there's a certain level of, of you're not if you're not gonna overly f- offended by something like that. I'm yeah. probably not gonna talk to them very long if I don't have
0: to. Yeah, uh, and they won't be buying my stuff if they think a glow in the dark fuck word is <laughs> is uh, in some way offensive. Or if they think it's offensive and want to gift it to somebody, that would also be offended. Yeah, I, I got the hookup <laughs> for you, but Thomas Promise, <laughs> is your man. I have fucks for you to give. If <laughs> <laughs> you, you run out
1: of fucks to give, got, uh, well you can get some. I more. got the hookup for you. <laughs> but
0: it really was just like plain shenanigans that brought those pieces to life. I just really wanted some satirical language on the wall, you know, because there's too much cutesy shit out there. You know, live life, love, can go eat a dick.
1: <laughs> oh God Almighty! Like if, if that weren't done to death or just on the wall of someone who's just like the most uptight turd you've ever met in your entire life, you're like, get the fuck out of here. You could stand to like love a little bit more, <laughs> and maybe live your damn life and not being such uptight doofus.
0: <laughs> yep, yeah. uptight doofus. Drink a
1: beer and go on a bike ride. God damn.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm, I made. I made that because it, it, I didn't, it didn't exist, and I wanted <laughs> one, so I filled that gap in my life and my heart with tangible profanity.
1: There's all sorts of places you could go with that instead of like, what is it? Live, laugh, love is the one that we see. You could say like, you know, I mean, fuck this shit. I have fuck you shit can, cunt. It's yeah, there great. you go, <laughs> fuck shit cunt. Like, I, fuck I this cunt. It. You know, just like, have it towards rearrangeable and you know, people can, it's whatever suits I mean, their
0: mood. I'm They're not like, gonna stop people from buying the whole set. <laughs> okay. I'm not.
1: Give them all. That's it. Give them all the options, and they can have a. F- they can have a fuck shit. They can have a mm-hmm. shit fuck up. Huh? Mhm. All that. Oh, you yeah. could do. Here's one. You could do the seven George Carlin's seven dirty words.
0: You know what? That's the list I'm pulling from right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I'm. That's that's where most of my inspiration's coming from. Not up. not because like I'm trying to like. Strictly go by offensive FCC rules, but like George Carlin's a fucking genius. No, that's that you should do it just <laughs> because George Carlin was
1: the man. Was it, is it shit, fuck, cunt, uh, motherfucker, fuck, motherfucker, tits, tits, asshole, shit, shit, fuck, cunt, tits, asshole, motherfucker, I, shit. I don't know. It's yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's a list enough. of
0: words that aren't allowed on TV. Uh, if if you all are curious out there in listener land, you should definitely Google George Carlin. Mm-hmm. Seven dirty words or whatever it is. It's yeah. uh you'll find it, I promise. And it's um wordplay mastery and that's what that man was good good at and prided himself in, I suppose. Yeah, I know we we
1: could use a George Carlin right about now. Where are you, George? Uh, him
0: and Bill Hicks are smoking cigars or some shit. Like it's fine. Yeah, and some the, <laughs> it's, the, it's they're it's in the fine. next
1: dimension up, like, oh man, boy, like y'all don't know what you're missing
0: like, you done fucked up? You were born. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine both Good of them saying suckers. that. <laughs> Welcome to Thunderdome. <laughs> yeah, basically. But, uh, yeah, it's they're, they're fun. Uh, I like them. And they entertain myself, which was the primary function. And, and apparently they entertain others. And that's a nice secondary function for them.
1: <laughs> they do well. Um, I should get one. I'm, I'm running out of fucks to give. So Are I'm you running, running out of I fucks to give? To I'm not trying to point turn point this to into
0: a fucking commercial. But <laughs> if we're going to talk about fucks, I have fucks to give. <laughs>
1: Thomas has fucks to
0: give, folks. Oh, goodness.
1: Twisted wrist on Instagram. They're on my
0: Etsy. <laughs> <laughs> They're on my Etsy and the Twisted wrist on Instagram. I usually try to keep the focus on not me <laughs> in this thing. So thanks for pointing it back at me. Oh, I, I <laughs>
1: it's where the conversation was flowing. I'm <laughs> doing it <up> there and <laughs> if someone buys a flying
0: fuck, then. Uh, I mean, good for them. Good for them. They, them my cream my cream they come in fridge <laughs> magnets as well, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> fridge <laughs> magnets. I made a fridge magnet version for I a, think for he can a probab- customer. I
1: customer. probably mail them if you ask them
0: can i can anywhere as long as you're willing to split me on the postage uh <laughs> i don't like mailing things to europe unless you pay half the shipping i'll I'll totally meet you in the middle on the shipping if you pay half <laughs> that's, that's um yeah i had i had a guy request a custom commission that was literally two words flying fuck and he wanted them each like magnetized so he could arrange them on the fridge and he sent me a picture of it all like, up on his fridge after he received it and everything and there was a big old bottle of Knob Creek on top <laughs> of the fridge and then just like one mostly undressed stainless steel fridge. Like it needed some love and other mm-hmm. fridge magnets. But no, it
1: just said flying fuck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's great. <laughs> Man's just got a flying and fuck and he keeps it on his fridge.
1: Leave that there for your wife. When your wife's super conservative friends come over, just leave it there and see if they notice.
0: Man, that's Let's kinda, see if they say anything because they will notice. That's you know those um those fridge magnet word packs.
1: Yes, yeah, so where you make like poetry or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, there's some super,
0: know. there's some super dumb and super psychedelic version themes of those packs, and uh, like, I've I've played with a few of those, and uh, Kundalini burrito <laughs> is probably one of my favorite <laughs> word combinations that have come out of those things. Yeah, the Kundalini burrito. You just have that on your fridge, and somebody takes just a second too long to like (laughs) look at the door before they open it, and they're like, Wait, what "What the hell is a Kundalini burrito? (laughs) And then it's like, Don't you see that you mix it with the pineal Gatorade, and then it's just (laughs) you're good to go?
1: (laughs) It's the burrito that you don't need to reach in there and grab because it's so enlightened,
0: yeah, it, it just floats to you. But uh, yeah, I really enjoy that pack, and if I had room. I live along my fridge for more of those types of shenanigans. My fridge is pretty full up with magnets and art, so I don't have a whole lot of room for stuff. But you, my friend, can certainly do that. I should do that. I think I will. I'll send you links. Please do. Because I have that like on my Amazon wish list. I'm pretty sure like the psychedelic pack. <laughs> I've got a
1: big list of things I have to order on Amazon anyway, and that might just sneak its way in. If I'm we'll sure it's, it's less than Kelly 5 bucks. I can look at it because I, I share the... Amazon account with my wife, and she'll look at it and be like, What the, f- the fuck is this? I mean, I just, I don't, I don't know how that got in there. <laughs> <Like it was laughs>
0: Baby, you weren't meant to see that. It was a gift for you. Why are you snooping? she Why are you looking? She's,
1: no, she's going to roll her eyes and be like, Uh huh. Yeah, you're full of it. <laughs> <laughs> you had one too many beers and got on Amazon again, didn't you? Like, I'm trying to be nice. This is for you.
0: <laughs> those, those stories really crack me up. And I can't say I haven't drunk purchased from Amazon smart supplies because I, I have done it. I have
1: done it. It's easy to do. I try to go to our, our local and wonderful art supply store, but every once in a while they're just out of stuff. And they even told me one day that the things that I tend to buy, like lady behind the counter was like, "We have a lot of trouble keeping these in stock. Like they're so backlogged." She's like, "Just get on Amazon and get it. Like I won't tell anybody." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they even that made the joke that I'm like, I, "I'm glad I don't have to do this for a living because I'm just gonna wait for you guys to get it so I can pay you." Because I don't need it, I just right. want it. Exactly. So if it takes two weeks, so what?
0: Yeah, I I love Jerry's. Jerry's is great. Jerry's is wonderful. Uh, Jerry's Artorama, everybody. It's a local Knoxville art spot store. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're a glorious place, and I really want to talk to some of their managers or desk people at some point because I'm sure they have a very interesting lens into the art community of Knoxville. I have <laughs>
1: No doubt that they could tell you all sorts of stories, and I would love to.
0: Mm. Yeah, I would like to talk to one of y'all folks, just so you know you're out there and you're in my, you're in in the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You're in my sights. Sphere. Yeah, they're in my sights. I I want to sit down and talk to y'all. Right. I want to sit down and talk to y'all because it'd be cool, I think. But uh, yeah, I've walked in and they've not had the stuff I needed before and I was like, well, good thing I don't have to have this during my living because if I did, I'd be sad right now. But they usually do a good job of keeping everything in stock most of the time, as best as one can, because it's difficult. I mean, hell, weather just screwed up everything for the country. Like, um, It happened in the middle of the country, and both coasts got screwed. One of my buddies ordered a bumper for his car, and it took like an extra six weeks to get it oh, to get it here <laughs> with the weather delay, because he was going to get it a couple weeks ago. And then the weather struck Texas, and it was in Arkansas, and it was just a big old cluster. Yeah,
1: it was a that was a huge clusterfuck. Good oh. lord, I'm glad I didn't
0: live in Texas. Yeah, that that whole mess was indeed a mess. I I, lo- I looked at some of the, like the satellite pictures of the clouds and formations and stuff, and it was as cold in Texas as it gets in Alaska when all that was going on. No. Yes. Hard pass. It
1: it was. No, I'm gonna stay my ass in East Tennessee.
0: <laughs> yeah, we all we got out of that mess was like six inches of rain.
1: Yeah. All it. Yeah. Exactly. All it did here was rain. That was it.
0: So sometimes being an artist in East Tennessee is good when only rain doesn't knock out our power. <laughs> not to make light of any of the hard times in Texas, it's just that. Yeah, we, we are kind of making light. There was, there was some, some shit. Really did go down in
1: Texas. Like, I shouldn't laugh at it. But my, I was being sincere when I said no. Thank you. I do not. Yeah, it did. It did. It did really get that cold.
0: That. It really did get that cold. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was shocked.
1: That's a whole, we could go down that road, but that, this is an art podcast, not a politics <laughs> podcast. So let's get back to art. May, what we want to talk about?
0: Are we too comfortable sitting on the couch?
1: Did we make a mistake? Should we have sat on the stools instead of on the couch?
0: Uh, nah, I think couch is the play. I'm I'm a
1: fan of the couch. Couch is the play. All right, if I ever end up back on this, maybe we should try the stools just to we see can, how it's different. We can.
0: Well, when you and Shelly and I all get together and talk shit.
1: Oh my God, that would be nothing but shit talking.
0: It would, and I'm not going to apologize for it because there would be plenty of art talk in there.
1: There, I'm sure there would be, and I must say that on the podcast with Shelley that you did, it was number three or four. I uh, think. Early five. Year. Maybe it, it was five. Anyway, y'all were talking shit about me. Yeah, yeah, we were. Never felt so loved. All <laughs> were talking shit.
0: Well, I mean, if we if we both didn't have such a deep love and respect for you and how you express <laughs> yourself, we wouldn't have said such such terrible, terrible things. <laughs> I
1: just, I listened to that episode and thought, oh man, oh, they're talking shit about me again. Yeah, oh, you. I just, it's just, oh my, be still my heart. <laughs> That's great.
0: Well, you know, <laughs> it, it was hard to avoid when one of your pieces is, was, well, is hanging like six feet from where our faces were, because oh, we goodness. sat over there. Um yeah, so she saw that and mentioned it before we sat down to record. And uh I was like, Yeah, well I guess we'll talk about that asshole in a minute <laughs> and, and, and lo and behold we did and now here you are.
1: That is the little little guy wandering through the mushroom forest. That is one of the few things I've ever drawn that I am actually properly proud
0: and of. you let me have it yes because
1: you liked it and I, I, I was like, it. holy shit Somebody <laughs> actually likes the stuff that i sling on the paper hell yeah you can have it <laughs> <laughs> so
0: I, I really do want to sit down and have more group conversations with uh with folks like like in the in that sort of vein like uh, there there are lots of people i could sit down and, and chat with i think that would be a Fun, I need to get another microphone first, but <laughs> but that would be a fun little venture as well.
1: You could make a couple other people share a microphone, and that would limit the yeah, talking done, over one another. You know,
0: you're right, and I've done that before, and it's not fun. No, okay, no, right, it's I'll not. No, no, I haven't done it on my podcast, but I've done it on other podcasts, aka the uh, leftovers podcast mm-hmm. uh, that I did at work. But it's it's um it's not fun. I don't like it. I'd rather just have this awkward mic. In my face, and not have to hold it and hand it to somebody when they look like they're about to speak. (laughs) Okay,
1: that's fair. I could, I could. It'd probably be more interesting that way when (laughs) you see the person sitting beside you, like they're fixing to just snatch it from you because they're like, "No, oh yeah, I I gotta get." Well, that's why,
0: that's why I get mine, and everybody else has to fight over the other one. (laughs) (laughs) So I get to watch all of their, all of their angsty body language. But uh, I I really don't want to do that to people, as entertaining as it may be. It's not fun. I didn't enjoy it at least, so I'm not gonna spring that on other people unless they want to do it. I ain't gonna stop them, but I don't want it. I don't want it at all. So, so, do you have any uh pieces in the works that you're uh you know trying to trying to knock out or any body of work you're gonna start or anything like behind the curtain you want to tell us about? There's a
1: few ideas that I've had around. It, I mean, it's just it's just all they've done is. Around inside my rather empty skull, I'll. It's one of those I'll get to them eventually. One of them, and this one was suggested to me by my brother, who just as an aside got all the artist genes, all of them. He got all of them. Everything he can sing, he can paint, he can draw. I've got a bunch of his like beautiful paintings hanging up on my wall. He makes wonderful films that he can do if it's artistic. He can do it. I don't. I. I uh, don't even know what else to say. <laughs> like <laughs> all the art, artist genes, he got it. I got whatever. Else. I'm. I don't even know. So anyway, this one was suggested by my b- brother. So the little, little dude that wanders around with his dog. The pieces that I've done so far are standalone. It's just. It's a one off. It's there's no. It's it's in the same theme. It's a little dude and his dog. It could be a lady and his dog wandering. I don't, we, I don't even know. Really, I don't know. I, I hadn't actually thought that much into it. So, <laughs> yeah, so someone out there who's like, <laughs> who's a woman who's like that could be me. Like yes, it it, it could definitely be. Could. It's a nondescript cloaked hooded humanoid figure with a dog. The dog is definitely a dog. The cloaked figure can be whatever you want. There's no coherent, like theme to that. And I was I thought of doing it, it. Could just kind of like. Panels in a comic strip or a comic book to where they it all flows together. It was long. That's it. That's, <laughs> that's yeah. all there was. So, there's, a, so there's there's the beginning, no. a middle, and a conclusion to wherever this this person is going, and doing them probably separately. The idea that I had was to do them completely separately on separate pieces of paper, and then when they the story gets told, piecing them together. In such a way that, um, gosh, I don't know. Like, ma- I'm trying to picture something where like, you see the first panel and the, the little wanderer is going into a cave. And then in the second panel, you see the inside of the cave and he- the wanderer is descending down a rope. But the, the second panel is offset downward from the first panel. So like, oh, they're in and now yeah. they're down. you know, And whatever path that they're taking their fictitiously created space is mirrored on the actual space that you're looking at on the wall. Okay, like so this.
0: so you, you give the 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 direction of movement like oh, you know, yeah, you like follow the camera kinda. If a, yeah if there's a descent,
1: if the character is descending, that panel will be located, you know, lower vertically and down yeah, vertical and down and the other one if they're ascending or if they're climbing up a mountain the mountain's gonna be like way up over <laughs> here, that kinda that kind of thing and just piecing that together on a big panel, I suppose, would be something that I'd really like to do. But that's just, that would take some planning and damn. <laughs>
0: you I know, I I'm, I'm going to say I really like that idea and, and I spur you to do such a I thing in that. some form or fashion.
1: I need to do something like that because I think it would be fun. I'd do something tiny, like and three I'd or four
0: pieces and see how it goes.
1: I'll probably do a few tiny ones, piece it together just as like a, like a storyboarding for animated movies and then go from there and i think the advantage of that would be is like if i screw up i've probably only screwed up one <laughs> if i want to make five or six things and piece them all together on a big background panel yeah if i really royally fuck one up well i just fuck you know whatever i didn't screw up the whole thing i just right. screw up this one piece i just toss it and start another one
0: yeah that would be advantageous
1: so that's one i've that's one that i've been thinking of and i actually have a list here in my little notebook that i brought with me um yeah, that's about, <laughs> that's about it. I started with the most interesting one. Oh, so I'm not going to even read any of these other ones. Oh, come on. No, mostly it's just like little one-off things that I, I want to do. Well, what are those? Let's hang on. Come uh, on, man. There's one, like, one of the most beautiful paintings I have ever seen, and I have seen it with my own eyes, is Botticelli's Birth of Venus. There's a bunch of births of Venus's, Venai that have been done by various Renaissance painters over the years, but the Botticelli version, God damn, there's just something about that. I don't know what it is. I think it. I think it is truly that I actually saw it in Florence, in person. In person, it's huge. It's beautiful, and I don't know. I I wonder if I could do something like that. Obviously, it's it's a very colorful painting. Everything I do is in black and white. <laughs> but it would be fun. It, the thing is, it'd be fun to try. It'd be fun to try and to do, you know, the goddess Venus emerging out of the giant clam shell with gods and goddesses on either side. It'd be really difficult. It would definitely be out of my comfort zone. Yeah. Because I don't do that kind of stuff very often. I would have to draw hands for God's sakes. With, <laughs> I'd rather be tied down and whipped than have to draw hands. As probably can most I, people who have ever drawn hands.
0: I'll take a a whipping next time I go to draw hands. If somebody could just step in and be like, here, you have this option, (laughs) and then I'll take a few lashes and the hands just (laughs) magically appear. Oh, God. I would take that so fast. I would
1: would take it if the hands don't magically appear. It's like you either have to draw a really excellent hand or – Five lashes. Yeah, it's five lashes. I'm like, man, those five lashes, how long is that going to take? 30 seconds? Get the whip out. Let's do it. <laughs> it'll, be over quick. it'll be a lot less pain, and it'll be over fast. Nah,
0: I'm just gonna say if I have to take five lashes, them hands better show up. <laughs> they better that's, show up and show, up your, show sta- up.
1: your standards are just higher than uh, mine. I'm
0: sorry, dude. I ain't, like I'm getting something out of this other than a than an ass whooping. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting right. I'm getting more of that out
1: of this. All right, that's fair. Uh, that's one that I just got in here. Is I don't know why the hell I even wrote this down. I kind of regret it because now I've said it out loud and. Have to try it. Oh, you don't have to, ah,
0: but I'm well gonna I'm going to. i gonna mention it to you later, and you I can know. feel guilty then. I, know.
1: <laughs> I don't have to do anything, but oh. I will. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a handful of things that um, I want to try. I, I keep guy. I'm sorry, I keep mentioning this poor Polish bastard's name. The Beksinski is so many of his drawings are just. They're almost s- aspects of them are nondescript and misty, like the there's a you see something looming in the background and it's kinda like it looks like a tower. It's probably made by humans maybe, but it's just so faded in the mist you can't really tell.
0: And it's also kind of hard, hard to get a sense of scale. You, you just know yes, it's you back there. Is that, is, that,
1: uh, is that tower 100 meters tall or is it 10 miles tall? Or you don't really know. And yeah. also that, that ominous sense of like, man, humans aren't supposed to be here, but a lot of it is just the, the lack of sense of scale. Like whatever that is over there, that's big. But is it big or is it impossibly big? Yeah, I have no idea how to do that, but I've kind of been trying. Very unsuccessfully, it's all dog shit. But <laughs> I'm just, I keep trying
0: anyway. You have a you have a very defined and attainable goal in front of you. There,
1: yeah. There's a there's a goal. I like I will know it when I see it. If I get it right, I probably never will. But it's fun to try.
0: You're gonna work on it.
1: No. I th-
0: that's one of the things I've mentioned this to John yesterday, but like this this tapestry behind us by mm-hmm. chance, this Rob Mac tapestry. It's, it's a very psychedelic, very psychedelic tapestry. It I've is. seen
1: that on drugs before. Uh, yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, he's got so much color and so much density in this piece. That this like this is the level of detail, quote unquote, detail that I try to shoot for mm-hmm. in my geometric stuff. Like if you really look deeper into some of these darker areas you see that he's got shades of purples and blues and 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 pinks and purples and stuff in there. Really oh yeah, right, right really there, deep in there. That's that's uh, like this swoop right here. Mm-hmm. This
1: isn't black. That's just a dark and a,
0: and yeah. a lot of really tiny dots of many different colors. And he goes through the gradients of warm and cool colors and layers them in different contrasting ways. But he packs so much uh just color into these spaces, it really, it really inspires me to try and add more detail to my work.
1: And the detail is such a, it's such a, well, it's a almost by definition a pain in the ass. And even if it's just repetitive detail, yeah, like draw you know you draw in a night sky and you got to draw a bunch of stars. <laughs> it's not exactly hard to draw a little circle with white ink on a black background, but when you got to do ten gajillion of them, it's annoying. Yeah, and the, I don't know. That's where the good the good music and the good headspace come in because you're like, you know what? This is what I'm going to do for the next 30 minutes. I'm, by God, drawn stars, and that's it. And Don't bother me.
0: And as far as I can tell, his workflow is, is a pretty calm, musically intensive, mm-hmm. like a uh, uh, very relaxed headspace yeah, workflow.
1: This, this tapestry is actually beautiful. I d- saw it when I first came in, but didn't take the time to really sit and stare and appreciate I mean,
0: it. There's mean, this was like a 70-centimeter... A uh, he's Australian, so it's like a seventy centimeter, mm-hmm. centimeter disc that he painted this on, and then wow. was photographed that's and blown up for the for the that's tapestry. That's yeah, that's I mean, he holds these things, and they're like as big as his chest. You know, he's he's uh, very talented. I don't know how many times I've said that so far on the podcast, but uh, he that's is that's he that. is very talented. There's a
1: lot of talented people out there, and a lot of
0: underappreciated people. For sure. So. Other talented people. Who who are some folks? We'll hit that last question. Who are some folks that you want to hear on the podcast? Local people.
1: Oh gosh, um, shoot, that's one thing I should have listed out and written, out. I <laughs> and I didn't, and I regret it. All right, so our our friend Shelly's been on. That's great. I would love if you could somehow remotely do Ben Adams. I've I've sent him. It's,
0: I've sent him a message on Twitter.
1: Yeah, it's it <laughs> might be possible, it might be not, but I think that that would be fun, even if y'all just did what you and I just did and sat around and shot the shit about nonsense for half the time. Um, you've mentioned Lola. I would very yeah. much like to she's hear from she's I'd still like to she's still on her.
0: the docket. I'm, I'm trying to wrangle her
1: because I, I I like Lola's art so much. It's it's her own. Yeah, and it's wonderful, and I love it. And I've I've extracted some influences from her not so much in th- the theme that she does but in the, the way that she does it the way she does the she makes those c- you know the continuous lines mm-hmm. and the hatching and the way that she does the shading it's it's great i love it and i've tried to to take the, the bits of that that i think i could actually use for myself and, and use them lola would be good These are just visual artists. I've got a friend; he would probably do it. He'd probably be game to do it. Okay, so yeah, music musicians, non traditional artists, all that. It's still oh yeah, fa- no, it's I'm still I'm fair game. I'm going visual artists first, and then I'm going to to swing over into probably music. That big mural that's on the building across from Barley's. You know that mural, going yeah. East Tennessee Music. I am good pals with Walt Fields. I have known that man since I was born. Hey, he would he'd be an interesting cat.
0: I'll mention it to him. We'll see what happens. I, I will.
1: If I told him about it, he'd probably be like, "Yeah, sure." You know, if I'm not like you know, traveling around or got some other big project he's working on. Just really interesting guy. He's probably I don't know how old am I? I'm thirty five. Walt's probably seventy. And has done a lot of really cool shit. <laughs> a lot of wonderful work. And I, I say I mentioned the mural just because it is something you probably would have seen before.
0: Yeah, that's a pretty. Uh, Pretty well traveled part of downtown,
1: uh-huh. and he's he's given me a lot of good tips over the years, and tried to like goad me more into making art at a when I was I was much younger than I <laughs> I am now, and I know I know shame on me I'm a <laughs> slow learner. Wag of the finger, yeah. Thomas is wagging his finger at me, but I deserve that. And <laughs> but it was it was always giving me like good little tips. He's like, here's some essentially drills that you can do. Here's some exercises, things that I still work on to this day. I'll give you an example, like draw an egg. Yeah. Anyone out there, a visual artist, draw an egg. Good fucking luck. Eggs are hard to draw. Yeah. I not know this. They're <laughs> so simple to look at, and you're like, I can draw that. And then I, and maybe just people out there are better than me, but I suck at drawing eggs. I have sketchbooks full of nothing but eggs, and they suck. All the whole sketchbook? I, well, it's a, it's a super cheap <laughs> sketchbook. I didn't like, actually pay money for it. And things like that and little things, and I'm just going to keep going on this because this is an art podcast, damn it. Things like when you make your line, think of like planes doing a touch and go. Yeah. Which is a drill that pilots learn. Like you you go like you're coming in for a landing, but you're not actually going to land. You touch down briefly and then you up the throttle and you take off again. So point being you come in gently, 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 touch down, the pressure increases, and then you gently take off. It's so simple when you say it like that. You go, oh, yeah, obviously. But when I was just, like, taking my pen and just, like, slamming it down on the page and then shraking it across, it just looked stupid because it almost looked like a damn comet. And I got that advice from him and was like, son of a bitch. Like, how have I never realized that before? Little things like that make a difference. Mm. When you have someone that actually knows what you're talking about, they're not a buffoon, (laughs) <laughs> they're not just an eight who's been given a pen like myself who's trying to draw it makes a difference it does so he's a good one um and then let's see who else we can who else we can do i'll probably think of other uh, there's so many good local artists and you probably a bunch of ones you've already thought of well that's okay uh
0: because you can always you know if or when you remember you can tell me later okay i'll tell because Sorry. I, I I swear I compile this list that people give me, and I, I really do try to reach out to these people that they suggest. Because if I don't do that, I'm going to find myself on a dead end street with people no people to talk to pretty soon. <laughs>
1: I'll, see, I'll see what I can do to help. Um, the fella I mentioned earlier, who I did the time lapse drawings, for, yeah. who's a musician, so, like he's a fantastic musician. He can do anything musically. He's wonderful. Super chill, down to earth guy. Is um Ira Howard is his, I guess his stage name. I can give you his contact information later. Good dude. Um. Gosh, I'm really coming up short, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I should have written. This. I should have <laughs> made a list because I knew I was going to panic and be like, "Oh God, think Ethan, think." It's it's all right. It's
0: <laughs> it's funny to me that you and my previous guest John both came with prepared notes. I guess I should come with some prepared notes, but I guess they're all in my head at this point. But it, re- it just cracks me up. Y'all both come over you're like, I'm prepared. Well, it's because I
1: knew that I was going to be asking, well, at least I got two out of the three questions, uh, a list made for two out of the three questions. Well, that's <laughs> all right. And I knew that I was going to like fucking panic and freeze and not know what to say. So here I am panicking freezing and not being able to think of any other artist's
0: <laughs> That's all right. Well, Ethan, tell us your uh, social media handles again, and then I'll play us out.
1: Ah, best one is Instagram, Ebo Draws. That was the show. I hope you enjoyed all the relevant
0: social media and website links will be in the episode description for the featured artist today. And if you yourself or know an artist that you would like to be or see on the platform, shoot me an email. It'll be listed somewhere on here. I'll try to make it plainly evident for you, but uh, thank you very much for listening and I'll see you next time.